For some reason, I always put pressure on myself. Everyone has different ways that they find their person, and I'm really hopeful that this is mine. Hey guys, it's Marilee. That was just a little quote um, from our new bachelorette, Hannah, Hannah Beast. And um, oh my goodness, we're finally here. It's um, episode one of Hannah's season of The Bachelorette. And uh, today I'm just going to do a quick breakdown of her first episode and meeting all 30 men. Uh, I'm going to give you my predictions of who her top four men will be and some others along the way who probably will go pretty far. Um, Again, I have not read any spoilers. I have not watched any. Please, please, please do not tell me or DM me any spoilers. Um, I'm trying to go this entire season without knowing anything in advance. Um, So that being said, uh, we're just going to do a quick recap of all the guys and I'll express my opinions on them. I would love to hear your feedback on them. Um, one, and then after, we're going to do a deep dive into um, uh, one of our favorite contestants from uh, recent seasons at Grocery Store Joe. Um, if you don't know him, um, he was on uh, Becca's season of The Bachelorette. And as always, I do a segment now called Where Are They Now? So today I'm going to do it on Joe Amelie. Um, and we will talk a bit about him. So... Like I said, quick episode. If you have 30 minutes to kill, well, keep listening. Okay, so let's get right to it. Um, so this episode starts out with Hannah uh, finding out from Chris Harrison over FaceTime that she's the Bachelorette. And I thought this was so cute. Of course, if you um, saw the preview for the season um, a few months ago when they announced her as the Bachelorette. They did show this clip earlier, uh, so it was kind of a repeat, but it was adorable. It's worth repeating. Um, you know, she just seemed so shocked, and it was so honest. Um, it was adorable. Honestly, her reaction, it, it personally really reminded me of um, my reaction when Andy told me, when it tell me, when my now fiance Andy proposed to me. Um, so anyway, like I was saying, watching Hannah's reaction, I could just tell that this was a out of body experience, finding that she was the bachelorette. And you could tell she was in total shock. This was above her wildest dreams. And you know, when you're in a moment like that, you really don't even know how to react. Like you're not thinking about how should I react? You're just reacting. So watching Hannah find out she was the bachelorette reminded me so much of when I found out I was being proposed to. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think I asked my fiance like 10 times, like, are you serious? I I was so shocked. I mean, it sounds crazy. I think I always thought my reaction would just be normal and be like, oh my God, yes, I love you. But I was so surprised and I know I cried and I was just emotional and and that is Hannah to a T. Crying, emotional, surprised. <laughs> She's just raw. And I love that about her. So if this is the kind of, I hate to say material, but if this is who she is in her natural state and she's comfortable enough to be that way in front of the camera now, oh my gosh, like this season's going to be out of this world. So I'm so excited because when real emotion is captured, then the rest of the show will be real because 
she's just only going to encourage the guys to be their authentic selves because she's going to be her authentic self. So anyway, so excited for that. Um, I like how she said, um, you know, she said as she, as she, when she was a kid, she loved to perform, but never felt good enough. And she said, I thought I needed to be perfect. So I think we're going to see what, what was shown in Colton season of her like need for, for perfectionism. I think we're going to see more of that in this season. Um, I mean, maybe we won't, but I think if she's a perfectionist and we've seen that already, we're going to see that again. And I'm kind of worried that that's going to cause like meltdowns for her, you know, feeling like she needs to perfectly eliminate the guys and perfectly treat them well. And, um, yeah, so, uh, we're going to have to give Hannah grace as viewers, but, um, knowing that she's such a perfectionist, I think she's going to be like very high and very low, um, so it'll be fascinating to watch. And for anyone else who's a perfectionist, um, you know, I think we'll relate to Hannah watching her go through this. So um, anyway, uh, just a few other things that she said before she met her 30 men. Um, she said, it's really important to find a man that will love me for all of me. And then she said, <laughs> so sweet. Bless the man who spends forever from with me because I'm so much to handle. But what I want to give somebody is really special. Um, again, super sweet. Um, it's kind of sad to me that she thinks she's so much to handle. I mean, she's only 24. She has accomplished, you know, she has graduated from college. She won Miss Alabama. She went to the USA, Miss USA pageant. Um and I'm sure there's other great things she's done with her life. So to say that she's so much to handle, it just makes me think like, you know, what did her ex-boyfriend say to her that made her feel like she was too much? Um, I think this is something that a lot of women struggle with. They think I'm too much and, you know, no one can handle me or only someone who could put up with this side of me would be able to handle me. Um, I think men often struggle with not being enough and not being um, strong enough or smart enough or wealthy enough or handsome enough. I mean, women, men struggle with not being um, enough of a man and women often struggle with being too much, like too emotional or too, um, too uh, ambitious with their career or too, um, you know, I don't know, it, or too something. I, I mean, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I've definitely had feelings before of being too much. And um, if you're listening to this and you've ever felt that, like Hannah seems to feel, just remember that's a lie. That is a lie from the pit, as in from hell. Um, and it's not true. So... Anyway, I really hope that Hannah marries and finds a man on this show who doesn't think she's too much to handle and who assures her and reminds her that she's a gift and um, that she just doesn't have even an inkling of feeling like she's too much for them. So anyway, that's my wish for Hannah. So let's get to the guys, shall we? All right. 
So, first out of the limo was Garrett. Garrett is a pro golfer from Birmingham, which I think was a safe choice. Um, producers always put a lot of stock into who not only who's first out of the limo, but um, that entire first limo. So, okay, I'm just going to read you the names in our first limo um, just so you guys can get a, a feel for, you know, who was there. It was um, Garrett. He's a pro golfer. Um, 27 from Birmingham. We have Mike. He's 31 from Texas. You also had Jed, the singer-songwriter from Nashville. Um, Tyler, who is, uh, I think he's 25 from Florida. And Dylan. Um, Dylan is lives in San Diego, and he was in that, like, white tux. Like, very, very dapper. Um, so, anyway, those were the first... That was the first limo. And then you could say Connor would be included with that. Connor S. then jumped over the fence. Um, and he is from Dallas. And uh, he's same age as Hannah, 24. So that is the first limo in effect. And then we get to the second limo. So going back on that first limo, um, I've kind of watched through the seasons. Usually the first guy has a big role to play in the season. But not always, um, but usually he does have some sort of role, and definitely those first guys. So the producers, like, specifically kind of put you with the people they want to lump you with, whether they're like, hey, we think these are the guys who are going to go far, and we're going to put a lot of stock into them, or hey, these are kind of like the filler guys, or these are the villains, like this is the limo that might have the villains. So they kind of vet these guys early on of like, how they're going to peg them and, um, you know, what they're expecting, you know, Hannah to feel for them. I mean, granted, obviously Hannah can feel however she wants, as can any other bachelorette, but, um, there is some psychology as far as how they group them together. So just off that, that means that I think Garrett, Mike, Jed, Tyler, and Dylan will at least be in the top 10, at least. Um, I'm going to vouch to say that all of them make it to the top, um, I'm going to say top nine, which doesn't sound like a huge ask, but I think some of them will start dropping around the top nine to top five, but at least two of those guys will make it to the top four without a doubt. So, um, even if my predictions are wrong, I'm telling you right now, at least two of these five guys, so Garrett, Mike, Jed, Tyler, S and Dylan will make it to the top five. And then you have Connor. Um, then next we get a bunch of other guys. You have Devin, you have John Paul Jones, which, um, God, he was hilarious. He's like such a bro, but seems like such a goofy bro. Uh, so I think she will keep him around decently far because he's kind of like your guy who is not quite the one you're going to marry, but you enjoy his company and he's, you know, like a comedic relief. And every interview I've ever seen with a bachelorette is they at least keep like two guys, at least as far as like the top six or seven, just, you know, it's like, oh, I have a friend with me. Like I might not fall in love with him, but it's like nice to keep that guy around because I know we get along and I know it's lighthearted and I don't have to exhaust a lot of energy. So I don't think she's going to marry John Paul Jones. I don't think he's going to make it to the top four. But you heard it from me. He will definitely go far because he's a great comedic relief. 
So anyway, that's John Paul Jones. Then you have Brian, some math teacher. Um, he seemed a little needy. Uh, Mateo from Atlanta. Um, he just seemed really sweet off the bat. So I'm going to go with Mateo being the dark horse. Um, yeah, I have a feeling they're not going to show... They didn't show a lot of him this episode. And classically, like if y'all remember Lauren Burnham... She was barely shown in the first few episodes of RE season. So I'm going to guess that Mateo is actually going to go decently far. Uh, then you have Tyler from Boca, Boca Raton. Um, and then you have Joe from Chicago. Joey from Bethesda. Um, Ryan. He was on roll, Rollerblades. I don't know. It didn't make much of an impression to me. Uh, and then that limo ended with Luke, um, who did a rawr and <laughs> imitated Hannah as a beast. So, um, that's like the second limo. And again, grouping these guys together based on limo, <clears throat> I think they're kind of saying this group of second limo, they're kind of guys, some of them who could go far, some of them are going to be fillers, um, so I don't know where these guys are going to land. I mean, again, I could be totally wrong, but my guess is John Paul Jones will be go far enough because he's a friend. Mateo will be like a dark horse. Um, and Luke, the one she already met who did the RAR, um, he probably will go far just from the entrance alone. Okay, so then you have a few other guys. You have another Luke from D.C. she also met who looks... Literally like the spitting image of Nick Vial. Uh, you have Cam from Austin, who is the rapper. Um, Matt Donald. So Matt Donald, I loved his intro. And later at the end of the episode, they show his family and his, his deaf family. So to me, he is like Grocery Store Joe 2.0. And um, spoiler alert, he gets kicked off this episode already. Which is crazy because literally, like, instinct alone, I was like, oh, Matt Donald, he seems like a nice guy. He seems like the guy you keep around for comedic relief, even if you don't really like him romantically, but he's decently attractive. He seems nice and, like, I don't know, just a good guy. So I'm calling a grocery store Joe. I'm calling that we could put him in paradise, maybe. Um, and just to, you know, to give him play Matt Donald homage, I am doing my um, my segment on where are they now this week on Joe Grocery Store Joe because I think Matt Donald is just like Grocery Store Joe. So um, anyway, we'll get to Joe later. Uh, but Matt Donald, I liked you. I'm really sad you're gone. Um, you just seem cute, and I thought it was adorable how uh, he sang her a song. I thought that was really creative. Um, an original, and I love that. So not a lot of the, these entrances were that original. Okay, then you have Peter. He's a pilot, and uh, Chasing comes in at some point, and he's a pilot. I mean, it, it was just overload um, with trying to remember these guys' names and what they do. And honestly, if you're losing track of them right now, that's okay because you're not going to remember most of them anyway. So um, anyway... Getting to commercial break real quick. There was an adorable commercial with Rachel Lindsay and her dog Copper. Oh, that was the best part. 
I mean, I I just feel like <laughs> these guys are cute and all, but I'm not really into it. But the dog, I was into the dog. I thought that was adorable commercial. Um, so I really hope they play back that, um, I think it was a Zyrtec commercial with Rachel Lindsay and her dog Copper. So super cute commercial. I really hope they play it again because who doesn't want to see a cute dog, you know? Anyway, um, back to the episode. Um, I think it just shows Hannah's character, how she said a prayer right before she walked in um, just praying to God and asking, um, you know, for wisdom and, um, I like how she told them, I don't want perfect. I want real. So, you know, that's a good start. She's telling the guys, I don't want you to just tell me the perfect thing. I want you to be yourselves. Um, and she's breaking the ice with her vulnerability, which, um, is super, super important. You know, like as women, often we want to go to a date and we want the guy to like tell us about themselves and be normal. But sometimes we, not sometimes, always, you have to realize that women are naturally going to be slightly more vulnerable than men for the most part. So it's kind of on us to be ourselves and be vulnerable. And I, that does not mean being an overshare on the first date, um, but that's being vulnerable in yourself. So I think if you are that way, then the guys will follow suit. So Hannah's already doing a great job with that. Um, uh, and then we get to, you know, more of the, the conversations with these guys. Um, I thought the little junk in the trunk game was cute. Uh, they played outside where she like shook her butt around and had little balls fall out. That was cute. Um, first impression Rose went to Luke P who said his sister-in-law signed him up, which is so cute. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I'm getting a genuine sense from him. I, I know that the first impression Rose guy will either be the guy she takes home for forever as did Jojo, Rachel Lindsay. Um, who else? Not Becca. I want to say Ashley from JP and Ashley. There's several bachelorettes of past who who they gave their first impression rose to. Oh, Becca gave Garrett her first impression rose. Whoever they gave their first impression rose is the guy they ended up marrying or picking. So I think this bodes well, I hope, for Luke P. Um, I'm, I'm not getting a skeezy vibe on him. I'm getting... I know he's like... Um, seems kind of bold, but I'm getting a good read on him so far. I really, um, I like that he's not the one who signed himself up, that his sister-in-law signed him up. Uh, I just, I appreciate the things he's choosing to share with her at this point. Um, yeah. So, so far I really like him. The whole Scott thing, all I can say is so glad that he left on episode one. We don't have to prolong the drama of him having a girlfriend and coming here um and she was great in her directness um and I love that I love that she just (laughs) she said she wanted answers and she didn't just like let him say what he wanted to say and be like all right well I don't want you she was like okay no I want you to explain yourself which was great because as a viewer you always want to know the missing pieces of like well what's the real story and she forced him to tell the whole story so Ah, love it. I'm glad we revealed it. We 
I mean, this is how I approach life. It's like, okay, tell me what's going on. Tell me all the details. All right, then let's move on. So um, now he's out of sight. He's out of mind. And we can move on with the entire season. So bye-bye, Scott. We don't want to talk to you anymore. And I hope your girlfriend back in Chicago also doesn't want to talk to you. But that's that's her problem. Um, so anyway, the rose ceremony. Um, love the dress on her. Just have to say. I mean, Carrie Feldman, Feldman often does the sparkles with these girls. But whew, this first dress is amazing. I love it. I love it. She looks so good. So she gives her roses. First guy she gives a rose to is Mike. Which, again, going back to, like, first guy out of the limo was Garrett. First rose went to Mike. Um, first rose in the ceremony. Those are also key indicators of, like, what is to happen down the line. So just just throwing that out there. So she gives roses to Mike, Connor S., who, um, he was the guy who jumped the fence for her. And they kissed in this first episode, which is pretty quick. I mean, usually the Bachelorette's not going to kiss a lot of guys, like, on the very first night. So, I think if they already have chemistry, he's going far. Um, She gave one to Connor J. He was the guy who played that little game with her and spoke French. She gave it to Jed, who's a singer-songwriter. Dustin, Joey, Devin, Peter, Dylan, the guy in the white tux. Jonathan, Tyler C., who looks like an Abercrombie and Fitch model, um, Tyler G., Luke S., Garrett, golf player, Birmingham, um, Grant, and that's it. And I put Matt Donald. Why did she pick John Paul Jones? Ah, I don't know. I don't know. But actually, I do know. Remember I said that I think John Paul Jones is comedic relief? Yeah, I said it. So, all right, she picked John Paul Jones as the comedic relief over Matt Donald, which I feel like it was a producer pick. So, just going to say it. Um, so, it is what it is. My predictions for the top four are Luke P., Georgia. He's from Georgia. He's 24, import-export manager. Connor S., also 24, lives in Dallas. He's an investment analyst. Peter, he's uh, the pilot. So she let one pilot go, and she kept this pilot. So I feel like if she already nicks one pilot, that's saying something. But he's from California, and he's 27. Okay, by the way, let me just say why I'm saying that. Um, If y'all remember, Ari had four Laurens on his season. Four, which is crazy. So here's what I think. The producer is, like, probably... I think they know the women who could go far. So, like, with Ari, they must have known his type, right? He dated Emily Maynard. He dated a billion other women in his 35 years prior to The Bachelorette. But, or being The Bachelor, I should say. Um, But he obviously had a type. And it was blonde. And it was blue-eyed. Blue-eyed. So, Becca was not his type in some ways because she's a brunette. But she's also skinny and beautiful and blue-eyed. So, and maybe had the personality of his type. But um, I also think, like, Crystal and Lauren B. and Markel, like, these were women who were physically his type. So, I think it makes sense. Uh, um, you know, Kendall was also his type. If you look at, like, even the women he kept in the top eight, I think there were several that were just his to a T physical type. 
And then it got to a point where he really was building connection with Lauren and with Becca. And he probably thought, well, if I have such a strong connection with Lauren, I'm not going to keep these girls who might be like her best friends. You know, there is some strategy and like not wanting to lead on other women who you could like, but you know that you like this one person more than the other three. So you're going to build that relationship and then you're going to keep people along for the ride who you know aren't like you're not developing as strong feelings for. So anyway, all that to say, I do think when they put four Laurens on it, I think the producers knew that at least one of those Laurens was going to go far. And hello, who is having Ari's baby? Lauren Burnham. So um, I just think this is some foreshadowing, like that there were two pilots and only one was kept. I think Peter is going to go far. So I also have him in the top four. And then Jed, he is 25. He's a singer-songwriter from Nashville. Um, Yeah, I just can tell he's getting airtime. And, you know... he kind of reminds me of, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name, but Wes, W-E-S, Wes, from Jillian Harrison's season. He was the guy, they showcased him on uh, last episode, um, showing all the villains from previous episodes. So he was in Jillian Harris's top four and um, also a singer-songwriter, and he had a girlfriend all the way, literally the whole time he was on the show. Well, I hope, I hope Jed doesn't have a girlfriend, but you know, often these singer-songwriter types go far. You know why? Well, being a former actor, you know, singer-songwriters are emotional. They're in tune with their emotions. So a lot of these other guys have, you know, other jobs where they're working with mostly men and it's not on the daily that they're like writing down their feelings So they're not as in tune with their emotions. So they get into this experience called the bachelor world and it's really hard for them to, you know, constantly share how they feel and share how much they really like the girl. Whereas for Jed, I think that's going to come easier. So I hope, I hope he's a good guy. I hope he's not just doing this to get more likes and to get more followers for his career. Um, But, you know, we had Wes several years ago as a singer-songwriter. He went to the top four. You had Luke, who was um, in JoJo's season, who was in the top... Oh, he top four. I thought he went to the top three, but no, top four also. So, yeah, I think Jed's going to be in the top four. Um, And then um, other contenders for the top, top spots, I should say, like top eight. I think Tyler C, he's the really, really attractive model. I think he'll go far. Mateo, the dark horse, I think he will go far. Dylan, he was in the white jacket. Um, I don't know if they're going to have connection or not, but I just sense he'll go far enough because he seems like a cool dude. So he'll either like be her friend or he'll be the dark horse. So Dylan or Mateo for the dark horse. Um, Mike, uh next bachelor I mean I think that's what we're all hoping so hopefully he will go decently far as well and then Garrett he's the golfer um I just think he will feel familiar to her so it's always easy to keep guys around who feel normal and familiar to you and Tuscaloosa and Birmingham are about 45 minutes away from each other 
Uh, he's a few years older than Hannah. I just can sense that he would be an easy pick for her to like go decently far. So again, my top four would be Luke, Connor, who are both her age, 24, Jed, who's 25, and Peter, who's 27. So that would either put her after the show in Georgia, Dallas, California, or Nashville, which I could see her in any of those places. So anyway, those are my top four predictions. And it was a good episode, not a great episode, but a good episode, and I'm excited for more. So um, next, I'm going to do a quick segment on Joe, grocery store Joe. Um, So where is Joe now? So if we all remember, Joe was in Becca's season. He came out on night one. Um, They did a segment in his Chicago grocery store. Everyone thought he was adorable. He had the cutest Chicagoan accent. Um, And he was kicked off. So then he went on Paradise. He met Kendall. And you could say they fell in love over Paradise. But I don't know if they really fell in love. I think he really liked her. And then as it is when you're falling in love, they got really dramatic with one another and they broke up and, um, you know, she went after him in Chicago and apologized and I think they were both huge commitment phobes, um, but now they're together. So here we are literally a year later and they're still together. So update on Joe, um, Joe left Chicago after um, several months doing long distance with Kendall, um, the producers took him to California right after Paradise and um, had him on Dancing with the Stars. And I will say, he uh, wasn't that great. <laughs> I mean, that's putting it lightly. Um, I kept watching the show because I was like, oh, I bet he's going to get kicked off. I bet he's going kick- to get kicked off. Because he was so bad. Like, literally, I think he was the worst. They were, like, the worst. Um, But he obviously has a huge fan following. So he kept being, you know, voted back on each week. He was rarely even in the bottom two. So, again, you're watching the show. And if you have a dance background at all, you can tell, like, this guy's not very good. But clearly his followers love him. So he kept staying on. He did get better. I will give him that. Um, There were like two dances he did. One was on Halloween. That was really good. I forget the other. But he was, he got better. Um, And he did Dancing with the Stars. He eventually got kicked off at the semifinals, which is like really far down the line. Um, Yeah, so Joe got kicked off. And then, you know, he was back in Chicago. He and Kendall did long distance. And then... He went on tour with the Dancing with the Stars tour for a bit. Um, I think he did one dance, but he was not one of the featured dancers because, again, he's not a dancer. So <laughs> I think they realized that it didn't make sense to feature him as a dancer, um, but he's more of like a personality. So long story short, Joe and Kendall are still together as of April. They moved in together officially and they live in West Hollywood, California. So you can find Joe um on the gram. Uh I'm gonna pronounce his name wrong. I think it's Joe Amobili. I think that's right. Um but his Instagram name is Joe A M A B I L E one. And um 
Yeah, I don't think he's hurting. I don't think he's hurting. He's uh, constantly, you know, eating food and showing the food he eats. So he just seems, he, he honestly appears like a regular guy who somehow got into stardom and is still being himself. So I love it. I love that about Joe. I think he and Kendall are really cute in a quirky way and real. So I wish them all the best. Um, They're both super attractive and super cute. So that is Joe. Um, Maybe he'll open a grocery store. You know, maybe maybe he's going to open a restaurant. I don't know. Um, But I do think bigger things are to come for Joe now that he has a woman who loves him and believes in him and he's in California. So, you know, the best is yet to come. All right. So I'll talk to you guys later. I think next week will be more fascinating and I'll see you then. Bye-bye.